Well, I'm so excited that you're here to join me for Voice of Breakthrough, this podcast. Podcast. So we are going to hit some powerful topics. Every single week, we will be having a new podcast with a new topic. So get ready. I'm telling you, this is great to exercise to. This is powerful to uh, listen to when you're cleaning your house or cooking that dinner or cutting the grass, which you could turn up loud on your, you know, your, your little iPhone or whatever you have there. Anyway, you're going to love this powerful, life-changing, every single week podcast of Voice of Breakthrough. So it's quite about what to do, and this is also for if we have time to get into groups, but to really, you need to learn this, amen? So actually, it came up in a conversation I was having right before this, so I'm going to tell that story. And I want you to see this as how you really go to God, and because Holy Spirit supernaturally led me when I didn't know how to do any of this, amen? I hadn't even heard about it. Nobody's even wrote a book yet about the courts of heaven or any of that kind of thing. Um, and the Lord took me there. And I've, I've actually, Holy Spirit, been led to go before the courts of heaven in a powerful way twice before I ever heard any teaching on it. And then now when situations are coming up, you know, we'll go there in intercession and that kind of thing. How many know when Holy Spirit just grabs you and does something with you and it's in the word and it's powerful, it, it has an impact. Amen. And then, but if it's a real impact of God, then he will have you share it with others. And then it will also be something that now they understand. So as we're doing this whole thing, you know, of how to mature in God and how to break the power of words that we shouldn't speak. Has this helped anybody to be careful, more careful what you're saying and to get your hearts right with God? And also you are, I saw some, somebody wrote on Facebook or something and it said, Whatever you're living right now is what you've sown in the past, you know, our answers to prayers. And you can look around and see there are a lot of people who have had prayers answered. Amen. And so that you had to do something um, in faith to get to where you are now, or you had to do something in fear to get to where you are now. How many would like to get more into the faith? Amen. And how many recognize, some of you recognize you really have been operating in too much fear. Amen. You don't want to be in fear and you don't want to be in delusion or pretended faith. Okay. Pretended faith is fear based. And at some point in time, it will blow up on you and you'll wonder what happened. Okay. And we've talked about this and talked about this. Pretended faith is what we talked about last week. And I don't know how much we got into last week, but pretended faith comes from a Pharisee spirit. Of knowing in your head because you renewed your mind and then you speak it out of your mouth from your head. Okay, when I speak out of my head knowledge, biblical things, there's no power in it. It's still truth, amen? But there's no anointing on it. Why? Because anointing can only come out of my spirit. Amen? Otherwise, it's mind over matter, which, which is a counterfeit. Does that make sense? Okay, I want you to really get this, everybody. 
And you want to get to the place where you spend real time with God, hang out with God, love God, not just so, not to deal with fear issues, but to deal with, he, he's your God, amen? He's your dad. He's, he's so powerful. I, was, I took a walk. I, I like to ride my bike. I don't like to ride my bike. I ride my bike <laughs> um, about, I don't know, five or six miles a day on hills. It's a pretty good workout. But I listen to worship music and I talk to God most of the time when I'm doing it. I love that part. I love being outside and, and it helps your brain not to think about how much pain it is to ride up this hill. <laughs> but anyhow, but I just start worshiping him and I'm thanking him for how good he is and how real he is and how powerful he is. And if you would ask Karen and I and others, but especially Karen and I talk about this all the time, we cannot, um, we just cannot believe how real God is. Amen? He's a real God. So when I was talking to Holy Spirit, and when Holy Spirit corrected me, you know, right before Pastor Dawes came uh, for that conference, which was really awesome. Wasn't that awesome? And, and when the Holy Spirit said to me, I am the I am. In other words, he's every bit God. And he is sent by the Father. When Christ went up, he said, it's better that I go because I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. So, so, so they've got this whole thing planned out. Amen. They've got this whole thing planned out. It's the plan of God. When I say God, I'm talking about Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Okay. I'm talking about Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That is who our God is. He's one. Amen. And so in this plan, the Holy Spirit was released to come in a more tangible way and for the first time, pretty much, there's been little exceptions in scriptures when um, the Holy Spirit was like in John, um, John the Baptist and different ones in the mother's womb. But overall, as a new normal, Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of every single person who really asked Jesus Christ to be the Lord of their life. And they mean it. And they believe that he is the son of God. They believe that he is, he, he was born of a virgin, which means um, there, his father is completely God. Amen. That um, there's no sin line in him. He has no sin. He's never sinned. And he died for the sins of the world. And after three days, he rose again from the grave. Amen. And then he went, he ministered for quite a while. I think 40 days. I'm not sure. Uh, it was at least 40 days on the earth. And then he went to the father. And before he went, he said, it's better that I go. Because really, it's better that I go. Because now we're going to have, you know, the next part to human history. And that was that the Holy Spirit would come and live inside of us. See, Holy, Jesus knew how cool this was going to be. The church has better wake up to how cool this is. Amen. You need to wake up to the reality that God lives in you and quit believing the devil. Okay, because in this gigantic plan of God that's been before the foundations of the, before he ever formed the earth, before he ever put Adam and Eve here, before anything happened, he already has the entire storyline worked out. How many know if God is the author of something, it's going to finish the way he wants? Amen. Amen. So we've got to quit being afraid and letting the devil be in charge of how things finish. Let me just say this. Once you are born again by the Spirit of God and you've asked Jesus Christ into your life, Satan has absolutely no authority to play God in your life any longer. You shouldn't talk to him. You shouldn't be listening to him. All you should do is rebuke him. He's not the one to tell you, oh, that was wrong. Now I get to do something to you. He doesn't get to do something to me. 
unless I believe him and listen to him. Amen? He's not my God. I've been delivered from his kingdom of darkness. Do you get the idea of delivered? Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ is Lord. Holy Spirit says, okay, we're out of here. Whoosh, we're now in the kingdom of light. We've been delivered from darkness. Everyone in this room born again has been delivered from darkness. The only thing now that gives Satan any authority and power is you believing him, which is called fear. It's that simple. You believe the devil. Jesus is not in competition with Satan to see who's in charge of your life. If you make him Lord, he's Lord. You have been delivered from darkness into light. Amen? So when you have issues or problems with your flesh, or issues or problems with areas from fear or things from your past, you talk to God about them. You go to God about them. Amen? And Holy Spirit himself, in this part that we get to be born in and live in, after the cross, is the season and time of the Holy Spirit in the people of God. That's the main focus of your life. Even if you're young, even if you're old as the hills, no matter what you're going through, if you're born again, you are a new creation in Christ Jesus and everything old passes away. Everything about how things work is over. The way it worked in darkness. I'm not in that kingdom. I don't think like that kingdom. I don't react like that kingdom. There's a whole different kingdom laws. There's a whole different way of handling things. Amen. I mean, completely different. I don't run to a doctor. If I'm led to go, Holy Spirit shows me why and he'll teach me something there and I'll have victory there. Amen. In the way of the world, you run to the doctor first and if every single thing else doesn't work, then you beg God. That's not in the kingdom. You don't have pretended faith and pretend you're healed when you're not. That's hidden knowledge. Hidden, this is what the word says. This is what their book said. This is what their testimony said. Boom, 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 boom. Now I'm going to say what they said and I'm going to say what it says. But there's no power here. This is the same exact thing the world has. Anybody in the world can read the Bible and quote it. Amen? So the difference is Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit lives inside of my heart or which is my spirit. Amen? He fills up my, um, my whole being if I spend time with him, if I get anointed by him, if I love him and hang out with him and make him uh, see him as a friend and see him as somebody to talk to first, see him as someone to teach me about Jesus, see him as, see him as God living inside of me, not as a way to God. He is God. He will not come inside and live inside of me if I haven't made Jesus Christ Lord. So Jesus is Lord. Why? Because he died for us. He came in flesh. He took lordship. He did his part. And you need to understand that. We got teaching on that. But we need to really wake up and understand. What do they keep calling an awakening? What are we awakening to? We're awakening to the reality that God lives inside of us. How? He lives inside of us. He lives inside of you. He's greater than sickness. He's greater than mental illness. He's greater than anything that operates in darkness. 
He's greater than emotional pain. There's nothing he's not bigger than. Nothing that he's not bigger than. But in the kingdom, it's required to walk in faith. What's faith? Believing that God is who he says he is. So I renew my mind so I know who he says he is. Amen? But remember, renewing my mind without having a true relationship with the true God will not anoint what my mind knows. So here's the way it's supposed to work. God showed me this so clear at this retreat. That's what that last worksheet was about. So the way it really works, and the only way that this real thing works, is I develop a real relationship with the real God in my spirit. And any devil that tries to stop that is my number one enemy. And I tell God that I want this enemy that's blocking my real relationship with him to be expelled out of my life or dispelled. He's got to go. And I'm willing to see anything God wants me to see, hear what he wants me to hear. I want eyes to see and ears to hear, spiritual eyes, spiritual ears. I'm not going to be satisfied with just natural eyes and natural ears and quoting the word because I got good hidden knowledge, which will make me a Pharisee if I get a spirit on it of the enemy to feel superior to others. Can I get an amen? There's no way that this Jesus Christ who died for you, tortured, tormented, beat it, took every sickness on him, every sin on him, torment, everything possible that could happen to you happened to him on that cross or on the way to the cross. And then he overcame. He took all the authority back and he handed it to every single born again believer. So the real answer to your healing is in you. Hmm. The only way to touch the hem of the Lord's garment now is to touch the Holy Spirit. He's not asking you to touch the hem of the Lord's garment as if, as if Jesus was still here and it was his season, so to speak. He wants you to talk to Holy Spirit, who is God, recognizing, hey, there's healing that flows from you, God. It was revealed through Jesus, my Lord. But Holy Spirit, you live in me. It was you and your anointing that flowed out of Jesus. And now that same anointing and healing is inside of me. Because you're there, Holy Spirit. I need to spend more time thinking about Holy Spirit, talking to Holy Spirit, reading about Holy Spirit, studying about Holy Spirit, and spending really quality time with the Holy Spirit. And not just buying the lies that are so taught these days as if he's like a stepping stone to the Father and Jesus is a stepping stone. They're one! He's the I am that he's the I am. And so I'm, I'm, I'm riding my bike talking to the Holy Spirit. I'm like, I want to be someone with so much faith. I want to be someone with so much faith. I really believe Satan has no authority in my life. I believe it. I believe it. I, be, I believe it here in that the word says it. But I believe it here in that I'm riding my bike and the Holy Spirit and I are talking. What's missing if you're not living an overcoming victorious life, is your relationship with Holy Spirit. That's what's missing.
this entire bunch of junk going on in the world today about breathe. It's because he is the breath of life. Holy Spirit in dreams and in visions and prophetically usually is represented by something to do with the lungs. Isn't it funny we're in such a season with the 2020 mess of trying to make people not be able to breathe? God's unmasking all this mess. Some of you need to be unmasked. So if you want to begin to watch God's word have power, then you're going to have to make friends with the Holy Spirit. And you're going to have to make time for that friendship. More time than running to doctors, whining and crying, moaning and groaning. Man, you spend so much time feeding unbelief and doubt and fear. How, how, how is that done for you guys? How's it done? Has it done well? No. It's done pitiful, hasn't it? <laughs> totally pitiful. It's not supposed to work. We're in a different kingdom. You better recognize who is alive and well living inside of you in the kingdom of God. God himself lives in you. And when God himself lives in you and you begin to recognize him and you begin to embrace him and you begin to be excited about him and you quit buying the lies of the devil, quit thinking that from here to here is good enough. From here to here brings death. From here to here makes you fake. From here to here makes your spirituality fake. It makes there no real fruit of the Holy Spirit. From here to here. Now I want it here, right? To renew my mind. But here's the way it works. It has to start here. So if I'm praying and I'm talking to Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, you know what's going on. Holy Spirit, you know everything I've ever been through. You know what I can't remember. You understand everything. And I'm going to agree. I'm going to agree with you, Holy Spirit. And I'm, forgive me for ever making the devil look bigger than you. What an insult to Holy Spirit to act as if a defeated devil thrown out that's a created being who's lost really all his power is more powerful than God inside of you. You don't have a junior Holy Spirit. You don't have a baby Holy Spirit. You either have the Holy Spirit or you don't have the Holy Spirit. How many have the Holy Spirit? Raise your hand. Drew, raise your hand. Yes. If you're born again, you have the Holy Spirit. So it doesn't matter what the devil's done to stop you in the natural. Because you're now supernatural. But you've got to recognize that. You have to identify as being a new creation in Christ Jesus. You have to have that identity. You need to make sure your children have that identity. Boy, when they were young and childlike, oh my gosh, my kids used to lay hands on the sick and prophesy and, you know, and then a carnal mind gets in there. We start judging and questioning everything. How awesome would it be if we kept growing from when we we're kids and find out he's real and it just explodes? We need to begin to pray that over the children in the church. We need to begin to make that real in our Sunday school, or we don't really have Sunday school, in our children's church. It shouldn't just be cute crafts and stuff. It needs to be a real relationship with a real God and they know it's true. And somebody needs to make sure that everyone in our children's department really understand that if they don't. I want it more spiritual than it's ever been. Because just getting cute things is not going to get them through a very uncute world. Amen? Holy Spirit is the only one who's going to get you through what's going on in the world. 
He's the only one who could have stopped the mess you got yourselves into. Can I hear an amen? Not one of you got into a gigantic mess who was walking strong with Holy Spirit. Come on. Somebody disappear, but you come back when the devil's beat the tar to you. Well, thank God you know where to come back to. Amen? But wouldn't it be nice to start winning all the time? Amen? So we need to acknowledge. We're talking about running this race and, and the God. Everything has to do with Holy Spirit. That's why Jesus said, it's better for me to go and send you the comforter, to send you the helper, to send you the Holy Spirit. It basically, he's everything you need. Everything. Every answer. He wrote the word of God. He lived in every single person who overcame. If you haven't read Good Morning Holy Spirit by Benny Hinn, I encourage you to get it. I think there's some in the lending library. I know you can get it on Kindle. It was what kind of changed my whole thinking about and knowing who Holy Spirit was. So Good Morning Holy Spirit is one of those you have to read kind of books. Not that I agree with everything in there. I don't agree with everything in anybody's writings except the Holy Spirit, except the Bible. Amen? But you'll get the gist of it. Catherine Kuhlman, who was powerful in God, always talked about the Holy Spirit, recognized the Holy Spirit. That's not a movement of the past. That's the movement of God ever since Jesus went to be with the Father at his right hand praying and Holy Spirit came to have his time. This is the Holy Spirit's time in the church. It's coming to a conclusion. The church age is coming to a conclusion soon. We get to be in the most powerful time of revealing Holy Spirit. Amen? Is everybody happy? You ought to be happy. You ought to get excited. Like, I'm going to spend time with Holy Spirit. When you get in the presence and you start praying in tongues, don't be praying in tongues just because somebody taught you pray in tongues to answer a problem. You pray in tongues because you're speaking to the Holy Spirit in a language that he understands and that he can answer you and give you wisdom and thoughts. Amen? You're building up your most holy faith in the Holy Spirit. When I say my faith is in God... I need to get real understanding that my faith is in God, this awesome, wonderful father who is amazingly good. Amen. Who wants to prosper me and bless me and has a future for me and has already showed us that there's going to be a thousand year reign left on this earth and all these different things. And he's wonderful in his plans. And then I have, I have faith in this Lord Jesus who I can look at in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and really see him and hear him and know how he treated people. And he says, when you see me, you've seen the Father. And I can see what this is about. And I can have this real bridal relationship with Jesus. But I've got to recognize that the Holy Spirit is the very Spirit of God. And he lives in me to reveal a personal relationship between me and God. Okay, is there anybody in here who has a really close friend or sister or somebody and you talk to them on the phone all the time? Or it could be with your spouse. Is there somebody you just get on the phone and you talk to them? Okay, Holy Spirit is closer than your breath. And he's also your communication to the Father and the Son. Anyone who's had an experience, they call it an encounter, it's all been led by the Holy Spirit, if it's real. Amen? So everything in your life that's from faith and producing more faith is because you're led by the Spirit of God. Amen? Not your head. You need to stop 
thinking this is okay just to go from here to here. It'll actually, it can actually destroy your, your spirituality. It can destroy other people and you're judging and critical and you know the word. And it's a Pharisee spirit. You need to get free from it. Amen? So the way it works is, once I get born again and I have a revelation that Holy Spirit who is my teacher, my comforter, my helper. He, he's my friend. He's, he's every relationship I need. He is real and he lives inside of me by his spirit. And his spirit is one with my spirit. He is the one who's grabbed a hold of me. Amen. He is the only reason I'm going to get into heaven. When this body falls or change in a twinkling of the eye, whatever happens to it, the only thing that gets you in heaven is not a prayer you said at the altar one day. It's that there is a Holy Spirit, the very Spirit of God, like a magnet, is going to fast for you so fast like a rocket right into the presence of the Father. It's going to amaze you. Amen? It's got, he's got to be there when that day happens. He's got to be there when that day happens. That's why you don't keep playing around with sin. Amen? You don't want to grieve the Holy Ghost and you don't want to keep practicing sin to the point where he leaves. You want your relationship with Holy Spirit to get stronger and stronger. Amen? The Holy Spirit, he is the one who anoints you. Okay? The word anoints means you're literally rubbed down by God Think of it like a massage of nothing but supernatural energy and power from God. It, it just brings life to your spirit man. It's just like an infusion of the divine nature of God coming right inside of you, being real to you, more real to you than what the devil is trying to do to make you sick. More real to you than pain, more real to you than any kind of fear. It becomes so real to you. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you haven't really encountered him much yet. He, he, he's amazing. He's worth going after. Amen. You, your, your time with God should include him because he's God. He is to just leave him out of it and go talk to Jesus and talk to the father. I mean, he'll do that because he's so awesome. But it's kind of sad, isn't it? That he's the one actually here right now. He's the one who, who, is, who is called by God. And he is God. But their, their agreement. God's agreement was. This Holy Spirit was going to do the work. Of bringing the church into power. That Holy Spirit. And so when the Holy Spirit rebuked me. A few weeks ago and said. Do you think I can't do my job? It would be like saying, well, Jesus really messed up because, yeah, he died for us, but, you know, he should have been able to do all that without suffering and dying, which is a lie, right? Well, Holy Spirit knows what he has to go through. He knows what he's looking for. He knows the beginning from the end. Amen. And he set it up this way. He set it up this way. He set it up this way. He set it up that you have to take authority over sickness. You have to. If you don't, you don't get to live in the things he's made for you. You have to take authority over demons in you and tell them to leave. You have to take authority on belief and doubt. You have to do what it takes to do it. 
talking to him, hanging on to him, believing him and trusting in him. You need to give your life completely to Holy Spirit tonight. You're trying to run a race based on this and it doesn't get you anywhere. Amen. But you also can't run a race with Holy Spirit and not have a renewed mind. Because the devil can come in and trick you and lie to you and give you all kinds of experiences that aren't God. And there's people like that all over who are demonized. Amen? So he likes to teach us the word and put it in our minds. So the way it has to work to be anointed is whatever I'm asking him about and talking to him about, that's called prayer. He then shows me something in my spirit. Some of you are so used to getting it here that you don't even know you're missing it because here is not where you get it. Here is where you get it. And you need to really listen and get rid of all distractions and anything that stops you. Because we had one person when I was teaching this at a retreat for the first time begin to get it here and recognize the difference. All you have to do is get it one time here instead of here and you'll have a breakthrough because you'll know now what you're looking for. Because before people know, they don't know. If you think everybody else is getting it here and that's and a lot of the churches, unfortunately, amen. But if you don't even know or you bought a lie, well, it's not for you. Well, if it's not for you, then being saved isn't for you. So you need to decide, are you saved or are you not saved? Is it for you or is it not for you? Are the things of the Spirit for you, led by Holy Spirit or not? How many believe the things of the Holy Spirit are for you? And anything that's not cooperating with that needs to get cast out of you. Amen? Cast out of you. Not medicated out of you, not medicated to sleep in you. <laughs> Amen? But out of you. Because you recognize it, you hate it, you take authority in the spirit. Amen. Amen? And you mean it. And you rise up and go, wow, I don't have to be this. Everybody help me. I don't have to have a coping mechanism. I'm going to do. I want the real walk with a real God. Amen? And Holy Spirit lives in me. And that doesn't mean because you manifest. We were just talking to somebody at the retreat who shakes, rattles, and rolls. It's not God. That's kind of scary. That means a demon got in who can manifest in their body because they so much want it to be spiritual or to fit in with signs and wonders. You don't want to fit in with signs and wonders. You want only the Holy Ghost. The Bible says those who only want the Holy Ghost only get the Holy Ghost. But those who want signs and wonders might get signs and wonders. Those who want visions might get visions. Those who want dreams might get dreams. But they may not have their source from God. And a lot of it isn't. And it brings people to a place of bankruptcy and corruption. I mean, not corruption, uh, confusion and, and mental illness and everything else. I don't want a demon taking the place of Holy Spirit so that you think I'm spiritual or so that I think I'm spiritual. I only want the Holy Spirit. I don't say that in fear. I say that in love. I actually only want the Holy Spirit. I'm not doing anything to do it. I don't even think about any of that. I didn't know about any of this. I started as a Methodist. I didn't know anything. 
I just happened to get baptized in the Holy... I got saved because I happened to watch Jim and Tammy Baker's show in my grandparents' house when I was six or seven. And when they said that prayer, I believed them. And I said that prayer and I changed and God came in. But I was so young, I never remember a sinful life, thank God. I do remember slipping up some here and there in uh, college. But overall, I was a pretty good kid. Because God lived in me. But I didn't know anything. He would talk to me sometimes and, and I would hear him and things. And I goofed around and stuff I did, and supernatural stuff I shouldn't have, like Ouija board and junk like that, not knowing, which I've renounced and broke the power of because I don't want any mixture. Amen? Amen? I don't want any mixture. I only want the Holy Spirit. Because I actually only want the Holy Spirit. Do you get that? I only want him. If it doesn't look like anything fancy to you, then fine. If it looks strange to you, then fine. If it looks boring to you, then fine. Holy Spirit can look boring on some people. And he can look really wild on others. Same Holy Spirit. Amen. I only want the Holy Spirit. There's a lot of religious spirits. There's a lot of pretended faith. There's a lot of counterfeit manifestations because people are trying to fit in. I don't have to try to fit in. If I belong to him, I'm in. Amen? Amen. I'm in. And he says we're a body. So maybe you're a knee. Maybe you're a piece of skin, a toenail. I don't know. But if you're in, you're in. Amen? <laughs> the body has a lot of different parts they all look different function different and are different so we can't try to figure out what it's going to look like being part of his body amen everybody wants to be what somebody else is I'm guaranteeing you there's a lot of counterfeit mess around so we want the heart I only want the Holy Spirit now when I spend time with the Holy Spirit I get anointed now spending time with Holy Spirit can include him showing me about Jesus and having a revelation of Jesus and even an encounter with Jesus or showing me about the Father. It's like he's one God. Amen. He's one. But he does all these awesome things. Amen. And don't want what he does in somebody else's life. What, what, want everything he has for your life and honor what he does in other people's lives if, if you know it's real. If you don't know for sure, don't touch it. If you know by the fruit and stuff it's not, then if God shows you to expose it, expose it. Amen? And if you have something that you took in that's the wrong spirit trying to be spiritual, you really need to hate it and renounce it and break the power of it. But if you took in a guard to try to protect yourself from the counterfeit, then you're already in worse shape than if you had gotten the counterfeit. So say, God, Holy Spirit, you're my protector. You're going to be the one to take care of me. Amen. How can you protect yourself from something spiritual that you can't even see? Right? But I know Holy Spirit. He's a jealous. We have a jealous God. We have a jealous God. So he's like, uh -huh, buddy, you're not coming in her. She only wants the Holy Ghost. You can just forget it. All right. So none of this is what I was teaching tonight. <laughs> How many is used to that? Amen. That's because Holy Spirit knows who's, what he wants to say, when he wants to say it. And I just enjoy listening to him, to be honest. But run in this race. You want to get sensitive 
to when the Holy Spirit is speaking from your heart first. I think it's in, I think it's in Matthew 12, but somewhere it says, out of the heart, a person speaks. Either wickedness, which is the wrong spirit in you, or the things of God. And for those who don't talk, then it's what you think. What pops in your head when you're thinking about something is coming from your heart. If it's wicked thoughts, get before God and ask him to deliver you from wickedness. Don't agree that you're wicked. You'll lose your sound mind if you agree with demons inside of you. Amen? You recognize, ooh, this sucker needs to go. This critter needs to be taken out by the blood of Jesus. Amen? See, you have to see yourself as, as you are. God created me in his image and his likeness. When I got saved, he came in by his spirit. And now he is in the process of getting everything out that doesn't belong there. Amen. So don't be shocked when you see how much stuff doesn't belong there. Don't defend it. Don't say, well, it's just the flesh. Recognize, dang, this don't belong there. This temper tantrum doesn't belong there. This self-hate doesn't belong there. This condemnation doesn't belong there. This evil thought doesn't belong there. Amen? Do you get this? The minute you agree with the devil, you are so empowering him to take your sound mind. Just don't agree with him. Ever. Ever. Amen? Agree with God. Agree with how powerful God is. Get your understanding how powerful he is. Cry to him. Talk to him. Say, Lord, I, I've had this. You may have had something since you were a kid. Maybe you judged your mom and you got a wall in your heart because your mom had a wall in her heart. And you thought, how could she treat me like this? Well, now you're treating other people like that. How can you do it? And that should make you realize, oh my gosh, my mom didn't mean that. I don't mean that. That's the last thing I want. I've asked God to help me get free. Well, you judged, and until you let loose of that judgment for real, you get to keep that thing. Why? Because as long as you've judged, you haven't really forgiven. As long as you've judged, you think you're smarter than God. But when that judgment makes you just like what you judge, which is a spiritual law, then you should have a ton of compassion, not blame them because you got it, because they got it somewhere too, people. They didn't have as much teaching as you. They didn't have as much teaching and revelation as you. And yet you still got it. Some of you. Amen. Man, they probably would have got rid of it a long time ago had they heard the kind of teaching you've had. That's why Paul can say, I'm worse than the worst. Some of y'all better get to revelation. You're worse than the worst of the ones you've judged. Amen. So you say, God have mercy. They really didn't want to be like that. They really didn't choose that. Satan did that to them. And I know they didn't have any kind of close to real teaching to get free. God, forgive them. Let me call them and tell them I forgive them if they're in heaven. Lord, tell them I mean it. I'm so sorry for judging them. Because usually if you can't get rid of something that is in your that you can see in somebody you've judged, it's that devil. You judge it, it gets to stand there like a wall. Amen. You break the power of judgment by repentance. You no longer talk bitter and they hated me and they never did this for me. And no matter what, they didn't care for me. All of a sudden that compassion is, oh my gosh. 
they probably really hated being like, they really probably wanted to really show me love or they really wanted not to scream and yell or they probably really wanted not to drink and do this and that. Amen? God, give me mercy. God, I forgive them. They didn't know what they were doing. And then all of a sudden you can say, oh God, forgive me. I didn't know what I was doing. Now, let me say, you say, well, I knew when I'm being harsh. I know when I'm being critical. Yeah, but you don't understand the spirit behind it or you wouldn't keep doing it. Amen. So when Jesus says, forgive them, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, they know there's an, there's a human accountability for screaming and cussing and yelling and rejecting people. Amen. But Jesus is still able to say, just like he did on the cross, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Stephen was able to say that when they were stoning him to death. Yes, they knew they were stoning him to death. Jesus knew they were crucified. They knew what that meant. But they didn't know the spirit behind it. That's why you can really, really forgive. Amen? And you got to let go. Some of you like hanging on to that record keeping. I remember when they did this. Well, if you can remember every bad thing somebody did, you are bitter and you are holding on to hate. And you're feeding the devil that wants to destroy your relationships. Now, don't want to say, oh, it's because, you know, God will never be that kind to you or you'll never have that kind of walk with God. Now, those are all lies from that devil that you're feeding with your bitterness. You need to spend some time really repenting, seriously crying out, repenting. God, forgive me. I've held on to this. I thought because I could figure all this out and remember this. And the Bible says love keeps no record of wrong. Amen. Someone said to me the other day, well, you are keeping all the texts from that one person who's kind of harassing you, aren't you? I said, no, God had me delete them right away. What are you going to show up in court? I'm praying God I won't show up in court. I don't have a standby thing to do in case God's stuff doesn't work because there's no faith in that. Amen. Now, if God tells me to hang on to something, I will. But you said, I'm saying, I'm going to trust that he's going to do it his way because I'm walking his way and I'm talking to him and doing things his way. If you still recount who did something to you and how they did it to you, you better go and pull that demon out. That's a spirit of bitterness. You want to keep your gallbladder? You better get rid of that thing. If you want a good liver, you better get rid of that thing. Anything where guile builds up, heart issues, strokes, Alzheimer, dementia, amen? All those things can be connected to hanging on to um, remembering what people have done wrong to you. If you can recount play by play, that's not something to be excited about. That's a demon and it's a hate. And you need to ask God to deliver you from it. Amen. God wants you so free that the only time it even comes to your remembrance of what someone did to you is when you're given a testimony to help someone else forgive. Or you're given a testimony to help someone to see something to get free. It's not in your heart anymore. It's not in your thinking anymore. You've really been set free. You're not trying to forgive. You have forgiven. And the best way to forgive is to recognize That whatever the enemy has done, it wasn't that person. It wasn't their idea. It wasn't their agenda. And you're going to become the exact same thing you judge. So learn not to judge. Amen? Teach your children not to judge. Kids don't judge. Just forgive. 
So the enemy doesn't have that authority in your life. All right, none of this is what I was going to say. Okay, I want everyone here, because I believe you're all born again, to expect Holy Spirit to talk to you from your spirit, not your brain. I just feel like the Holy Spirit's going to tell everyone right now that he loves you, that he's going to say, I love you. And you're actually going to hear it in your spirit, not your brain. Whoa. He's shouting it to some of you. Wow. Get your head out of it. And with your heart, receive from the Holy Spirit that he loves you. Now from your heart, from your spirit, recognize you love him too. And then agree with it in your mind and speak it. I love you, Holy Spirit. I love you, Holy Spirit. I want to know you more. I want to be one with you. I want to do your will. I want you to own every part of me. I want you to have your conversation with Holy Spirit right now. Get it from your heart. Hear him with your spiritual ears. If he shows you something, see it with your spirit eyes. And then speak back to him. Whisper back to him from your spirit. And all your head does is judge what's happening in the sense of that it's biblical. Oh, from your heart. Thank Holy Spirit that he came to live inside of you. From your heart. Whoa. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You came to live inside of me. Thank him that he has a plan for your life. Thank him that he knows the exact way to your healing. How many, how many did that? How many something happened with that? Raise your, raise your hand if something happened with that. Okay. Is there anyone who, who it just doesn't work for you yet? Not working for you yet? Anyone else is not working for you yet? Is it working for you? Okay, why? Okay, because this is too big. This is too powerful. This has been fed too much. This has been given too much authority. And that thing that blocks the other is strong. How, how many did that? How many did that and really, really felt from their spirit a communication with the Holy Ghost? Was there anybody where that was like the first time? It was, it was the first time for somebody on our retreat. Okay, can you tell the difference in that than what you normally think is Christianity? Yes? Okay, that's normal Christianity. And, and if there's a real blockage there, there's no condemnation in Christ. It means you've allowed that blockage there. You need to go and really spend some time alone with God and repent of judging anyone else like that. Repent of being feeling superior because of your intellect. My intellect is to be able to communicate with human beings. Amen. Amen. And my intellect is to be able to judge those things that I'm seeing and are going on according to God's word. Any other use for my intellect could actually cause me to, to miss God. What do you mean by that? I mean, let's, let's say, let's say, I'll just use the example. Let's say you're a counselor. 
and you've been trained and maybe even have your PhD and you've got all this scientific data and all this data about this disease and that disease and this drug and that drug and blah, 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 right? Okay, you got all that worldly knowledge. Is that a bad thing? No, it's not a bad thing. You could be the best in your field, right? Now, if I have all that knowledge and I recognize I'm a born-again believer, now Holy Spirit can bring to my remembrance something that's going to help somebody. Not take the place of him. Does that make sense? So if I have all that knowledge in my field that God's called me to, and then the Lord brings to my heart, well, you know what, right now, help them to see that this is a course of action they can take as they're growing in me. Right? Okay. God's not asking us to have no understanding of science. He's not asking us to have no understanding of building, if we're a builder or whatever we're doing. Amen? We're, su- we're supposed to really, we, we should be the most favored. Why? Because we can, we can apply and learn all those things. And then we have a relationship with Holy Spirit to lead us in that. Amen? Does everybody get that? So this isn't like God saying, well, throw all that away. But don't make that your God. If you're only coming from there, you're, you're speaking death. You're not, you're not bringing any life. There's no life outside of the spirit. Amen? So you want to get to this place of asking God for wisdom. And it can be even if you're a builder. And you're trying to figure out, how do I do this? How do I do this the best way? How do I do this within their budget? How do I do this to look good? And you, and you quit leaving God out of it. And you have this great relationship with God. And you're like, God, and all of a sudden, he, what, what can God do? He can take you to the store with the cell. He can give you away. He can set it up for two people to need the same supplies at the same time so you get a discount. Do you understand what I'm saying? Same thing with real estate. He's not going to tell you where to put your money in the stock market if you have no stock market knowledge. But if you do, and he's called you to, he can show you where to put it and when to move it. He can show you when to buy what real estate. He can send you the exact right time. Does everybody get this? He's not telling us to be a bunch of dumb people who don't know anything. He's telling us to, to really be knowledgeable in things. But never let that knowledge take his place. Does this make sense? And one cannot, you cannot be so spiritual that you don't need to know anything else. Amen? Amen? Those are the floaty people who don't ever do anything. He's not going to put you in charge of anything. Um, the Bible says count the cost, which means if you're going to build something, you need to count the cost. You can't do it just because somebody else did it. See, you want the supernatural on your natural. Amen? You want the supernatural leading your natural. But you've got to have some natural. That's why everybody's going to be good at different things. It's okay. 
Think how awesome of a teacher you could be. Think how awesome of a lawyer you could be. Anything else, if you understand, I can do all these things to, to, be a, to really know what I'm talking about in the natural, but then I've got this great relationship with Holy Spirit who knows everything I've learned, who can bring it all to my remembrance what I really need and teach me. To, how cool is it? We should, we should be the most favored people, you guys. But everybody just wants to do this little, give me favor, give me favor. Well, how about go and really do your homework? We have a teaching on the mentorship. I think it's called um, Supernaturally Sensible. It's about being led by him and going where he shows you and doing what he showed you and, and, and doing your part in the natural too. All right. Is that helpful to anybody? For anyone who said they couldn't, they couldn't hear God here, you got a homework assignment. You're going to go spend some time repenting. You're going to go really hating what you've judged and asking God to forgive you. You're going to repent for blaming God if that's ever been in, this is just how it is for me. Okay, well, the devil loved you kind of agreeing with him on that. Amen. It's not how it is for you. He died to have a relationship with you. Amen. He sent his spirit. Holy Spirit, I want to live in there and not be doing anything. And he's not just happy helping you help others. He wants to have a relationship with you. Just helping others doesn't take the place of having an intimate relationship. Amen? You don't want to get married just to help somebody and, and they'll help pay some of the bills or something. Can I get an amen? You don't have children just... Why? You have children to love. You don't adopt someone because they're in a hard place and you want to help them. You want to love people. Amen? You want to love people. And if you aren't capable of loving people, it's because Satan has hurt you. And you need to find out why. And you need to ask Holy Spirit how. And you need to hate that Satan would do that. And you need to trust that Holy Spirit is much greater. And you need to see the hand of Holy Spirit in your life. There's not a person in here I don't believe. And, and I don't know who's watching, but most of you know, you've seen, you've seen God in your life. You've seen God in your life. Even, even if you personally can't hear him in your spirit yet, you can know that you know there are things he set up that only he could have set up, that he's done, that only he could have done, prayers he's answered. So he is faithfully, faithfully operating in your life. Amen. And it's time for you to kick that devil out in the name of Jesus who blocks you from having an awesome relationship with God. If I can't have an awesome, meaningful relationship with Holy Spirit, I can't have a real awesome, awesome relationship with anybody else. I could have a codependent one. I could have one that makes me feel good and makes them feel good. And people think that's normal, but it's bondage for the most part. Amen. Or I can have a normal human one that, you know, I could be a good parent and, and feel emotion for. But there's always strings attached until there's a Holy Spirit unconditional love. Amen. So we are the most blessed people. We can have real powerful relationships with people. Amen. Now, if you love this teaching, and you better say you love this teaching, then we want you to check out our web at beautyforashes.org. There is so much teaching there, and there's a resource uh, library there. And also, check out my Facebook page at Cindy Foster Beauty for Ashes Ministry. We'd love you to partner with us and come along for the ride into the apostolic. God bless you. 